0: Welcome to Class Reunion, a podcast about high school 20 years later. I'm your host, Addie Broyles. My oldest nephew was born when I was 14,
1: and so, and I was keeping him overnight when he was like two weeks old. I was like, he's mine, like, (laughs) that's my baby. And so like, um, having him when I was such a, so young, having him in my life, it was just like this, I just... I always wanted kids after that. I was like, I'm gonna have like five of my own, and I do. (laughs) And I'm gonna love them all. And when I was, I remember when I was super young, I wanted to have an orphanage. (laughs) That was my lifelong dream. I wanted to own an orphanage in Australia.
0: I don't know why, but (laughs) I'm a
1: long way from that, but I do have a daycare.
0: (laughs) Like everyone on this show, Liz Lawson has a story unlike anyone else. But, I must say, hers is pretty incredible. Her mom died when she was 7 after a few years of illness, and a tornado hit and destroyed her grandparents' home while they were sheltering inside it. Liz became an aunt in high school, and not long after graduation, she and her new husband, Jeremy Lawson, who also graduated with us, took custody of the kids full-time. In the years that followed, she and Jeremy got a divorce, Liz remarried, and had a few more kids. She now runs a daycare in Aurora and is active in the community. She's an extreme couponer with a big heart living next to her grandmother, excited about the dominoes that opened a few weeks ago in Aurora. In our conversation, you'll hear about her connection with the kids that go through her daycare and why she's happy to call Aurora home all these years later. Okay, hey Liz, how are ya? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's hot as blazes in Texas. It's, you know, still very much summer. Looks yeah. like it's still pretty warm up there too. Yes. Today was actually really
1: nice. It wasn't, it wasn't as humid as, it, as I thought it was going to be after the storm last night, but it was nice. I
0: miss those Missouri summer storms. Right. So what are you up to these days? You're in Aurora. You just saw my mom walking down the street. Yeah. I, it's still a small
1: world here, it seems like. I, uh, I actually run a daycare now out of my house. I get, I'm state licensed and that's what I do.
0: <laughs> I love it. I want to hear about how you got there, how your love of kids began and all of that jazz. Um, will you tell me just a little bit about who you make your home with, um, what your family looks like? Yeah, um, I have
1: been with my fiance Mark for 10 years now. We have five boys together. He had two. They're 24 and 19. And then I have two that are 15 and 14. And then Asher is
0: ours together
1: and he's five. Oh,
0: so they're always, you have your hands full, but in the best way, as a mom of two boys. I love having yes, boys. Me too. Um, so they are back to school. You have had your hands full with band and football. Yes.
1: Well, the 23rd is when they go back, but yeah, band in football all summer. Yeah. So it's been interesting and now it's morning and night for well football in the morning band at night. And then next week starts football at night and then band every
0: other night. And it's
1: just, <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you think about being a mom of kids this age? Oh, I love it. Absolutely
1: love it. I love the, especially the, the hormonal age. (laughs) I'm like, listen, I've been there. I know how it is, buddy. It's, you'll be fine.
0: (laughs) Asher, he's like five going
1: on 15. I want to strangle him daily, but you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Mine is 14 and he's just growing inches and like his brain is growing. And although I will say um, the latter half of 14 seems to be easier than the first half of 14. (laughs)
1: Yes. Yes.
0: At least in our house.
1: Wyatt, he's, he's 15. He'll be 16 in just a couple of months. And I think he's finally over that hump.
0: <laughs> so, but then I have Brayden right behind him. <laughs> <laughs> One after the other. Yes. So, How did you come to running a daycare?
1: Well, I was a social worker uh, for the state and I had been doing that for like 10 years and I found out I was pregnant with Asher. and when you get a job for the state, they totally lie to you. It's five Monday through Friday. And it's not, it's a 24 hour day, seven day a week job. You're always on call. You're it's a constant. I was never home. So when I found out I was pregnant with Asher, I was like, I don't want to be away from him as much as I'm away from the other boys. And so uh, Mark was like, well, why don't you just stay home? I was like, well, I got to do something. (laughs) I can't just sit. So, I started watching a couple of kids and then it just grew from there. And now I'm licensed with 10.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Do you like working where you live? Yes, I
1: do because I don't have to leave.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've actually, there's um, a house
1: right next door to ours that my grandparents live in right now, or my grandma. And um, I've thought about buying it from the guy that owns it and then just. Because it's 900 square foot, it'd be perfect. And so that's the plan eventually. But right now, Nana's there. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're glad Nana's there. Yeah, I am. What is it like having your grandma next door? I love it. I
1: finally convinced them to move into town about four years ago. And I love having them next door because I can just zoom right over whenever she needs something. We have a wireless doorbell installed. So she just pushes her button, it dings over here, and we go over. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah Yeah. um and now you your wish came true to get to spend more time with your kid yes all of them with all of them yeah that's neat and Um, since I'm licensed I can
1: blame it everything on the state so I'm like oh well I have to close by 5 30 and so then I can go to all their events (laughs) because before I got licensed I would be like oh you can't pick them up till seven okay it's fine and now I can blame it all on the state nope
0: I have to close so many hours a week you can work or Yeah. yeah yeah That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, so tell me, how long has your family lived in Aurora? How long have you been around the general area?
1: I've actually lived here since I was two. My grandparents moved down here and bought fifty acres out in the country, and then my mom just followed them down here. I was I was two years old, so yeah, my entire life.
0: <laughs> and where was your mom raised?
1: California, which is where I was born.
0: Okay, and what yeah. and what made her leave California?
1: Uh, she just wanted to follow her parents, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so neat. Um, okay, so did you feel did your mom seem like a Californian living in Missouri? Did she did she take well to Missouri? I mean, Missouri and California are so different.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. We uh, we settled right in. We moved out on the property with them, and we settled right in. And I love it here. I absolutely love Aurora. I tried to move away and it didn't work.
0: I came back.
1: <laughs> Will you tell me a little about that? What was well, that when, process
0: like, and when did that happen?
1: Uh, it was while I was in college, and Jeremy and I were married. We moved to Columbia, and um, I had just gotten custody of my two oldest nephews through foster care, and so we moved to Columbia to just get away from the stress and the and everything, and. Um, We lived up there about a year when I found out I was pregnant with Wyatt and we didn't have any family up there. And so it was one of those like I had Wyatt up there, but he was about three months old when I was like, I'm going back home (laughs) because, you know, you don't have the you just don't have the family there to help you or watch your kid grow. And I was like, plus Columbia is such a big city compared to Aurora and I don't know. I just missed it. I like the small town life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've really seemed to thrive. I mean, I, we've reconnected on Facebook over the past few years and it seems like you're super involved with a lot of different things and we try to be, I love it though. Will you tell me a little bit about that, about the things that you are involved with in the community and where you found a lot of joy spending your time? Cause I think a lot of it is volunteer work.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Like 99% of it is. <laughs> I am, um- got involved with Shannon Walker, who's the chamber president doing Light the Night, the second year that um she started it. So I didn't help the first year, I helped the second year. And that's how that's what really got me started. She was like, um you seem like you like kids. How about you do kids games at Light the Night? I was like, okay. And I've just done it every year since and it's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And so then more and more things through her I've done just And then uh, like Virginia Gaston in the foster closet, I got involved with her through working for the state. And so I just continued to help her out because it's a big need in this area. We have a lot of foster kids. So I just help where I can with that because I enjoy it. I like kids. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Will you explain
0: really quickly what light the night is?
1: Light the Night is um, a big fireworks festival that Aurora throws every year, and um, the everything is done through volunteers and uh, donations, and um, all the money goes back to Aurora. So anything that we earn during Light the Night goes to Light the Night the next year, and then also goes to different uh, hey, community events. Uh, Hi. I like the whistles. I don't care. yeah i'm like hey mark can you keep him quiet while i do this he's like yeah he's going to get all of his wrestlers since since i have the daycare in the house like um all of his toys we keep in the garage and he's like that's his play area so he'll bring them in like after they all leave that way they don't break his stuff he's very particular about that i don't blame him i would be too (laughs)
0: Awesome. Um, okay, so when did you realize you loved kids and had this passion for, it sounds like you went into social work for a few years after high school?
1: Yep, I started out um, when I graduated college cause I was, doing, I was doing nursing and that's what I was gonna do. I was gonna be a nurse. And um, when I moved to Columbia and switched to that college, I had this psychology teacher that changed my mind. And so then I went into a psychology major and was like, I want to do social work. Like that's a lot of that had to do with my nephews also, because my two oldest nephews who are 24 and 22 now, um, they lived with me for six years through foster care. And so I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, so, and then I had a psychology teacher that changed my mind. And so I switched my major and then got into, um, First, what I started doing was I was a social worker for adults with mental illness. So I worked at Burl and I did that for two years, but I was like, I don't want to work with adults. (laughs) So I got a job through the state working with kids and I absolutely loved it. I still keep in touch with most of my kids that were on my caseload. A lot of them are older and having kids of their own. And I still keep in touch with all of them.
0: That's incredible yeah it's a lot it's a lot of fun I enjoy well, it and to think about when you first went into college you were thinking being in the medical field or something and then now to have just a totally different relationship with work and that it's a long it's a lifelong thing like yeah it comes into your life probably at your daycare yeah. or through the foster care system A neighbor, yeah. they're going to be part of your life for a while forever yeah
1: a couple of the kids that I have I've had since they were like four and five months old and they're five now so it's like I have a couple of boys that call me mom it cracks me up because their moms know and they're like hey there's your mom they'll see me in the store you know and they know the difference but I'm like my name is Liz no it's mom (laughs) but I love them all I'm like I don't know why you guys like me I feel like I'm mean to you (laughs) but they love me and about half of the kids that I have are special needs which i love even more because they're so comfortable here and they get along with everybody like there's no there's no difference i have one little girl that's completely deaf but she has cochlear implants and so we've been at first we were working on sign because she had her she's had her implants done in the past couple of years and i've had her for three years now and um but now we've been working on speech and i got her into kindergarten or into preschool Um, speech therapy, and she's just soared, and she just talks my ear off now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Wow. What a neat experience. So this, it seems like you've got this endless amount of love for any kid who needs it, or any, where does that come from? Tell me a little bit about, um, like, I want, I kind of want to know, like, thinking back to elementary school, Liz, and middle school, Liz, like, did you know that you had this deep capacity for giving care and taking care and loving on little ones even at that age
1: i i think i did only because my oldest nephew was born when i was 14 and so and i was keeping him overnight when he was like two weeks old i was like he's mine like (laughs) that's my baby and so like um having him when i was such a so young having him in my life it was just like this i just I always wanted kids after that. I was like, I'm gonna have like five of my own. And I do, (laughs) and I'm gonna love them all. And when I was, I remember when I was super young, I wanted to have an orphanage. (laughs) That was my lifelong dream. I wanted to own an orphanage in Australia. I don't know why, but (laughs) I'm a
0: long way from that, but I do have a daycare. (laughs) Do you still wanna go to Australia? Uh, I've
1: thought about it every once in a while, but I have some friends that live there and they're like, it's not all that great. I'm like, okay,
0: maybe I won't. (laughs) Save that money and buy that house next door. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, So was it hard when you were 14 trying to be a caregiver for your nephew at that age? Or did that, do you feel like that kind of forced you to grow up pretty quick? Or, I mean, I know there's no regrets because you're happy with how your life's turned out. Yeah.
1: not really. I think it would, it just all came so naturally that it was just, but I was like, I, I want him. So can I keep him overnight? And my
0: sister would be like, sure. Oh yeah. So you just love the babies. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I still do. I have two babies right now, one's six months and one is 10 months and I just absolutely love them. They're just the sweetest things. <laughs> I
0: well, don't want any more of my own, <laughs> but I want listeners to know that Liz just finished a whole day with kids and you feel it feels like you have enough energy to do another shift.
1: I probably could. I don't want to, but it probably the state could
0: says no. The state says you <laughs> tell yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, no, 530. They're gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you have some siblings? Are you still in touch with them?
1: Yes, I have year? I have um an older sister that lives here in town still. And um she's actually the caregiver for my grandmother now. So she I got her job working through um Assisted living and so she goes over and takes care of my grandma daily and um, I have a little brother that still lives here in town he's 35 now and then I have a brother in Michigan and a little sister in Florida so we're spread
0: out do you stay in touch with them yeah
1: yeah we talk at least weekly if not my little sister in Florida I talk to her more than my little brother but in Michigan but yeah we talk a lot
0: that's nice um and then remind me your folks my dad actually just moved down here from michigan
1: well asher was like one when he moved down and we reconnected that was really the first time i'd gotten a relationship with him i didn't know him and um but him and his wife are both down here now and it's awesome i absolutely love it and the kids love having grandparents here um my mom passed when I was seven. So my grandparents raised me, Nana and Papa, they both raised me. And so, um, and then my grandpa passed a couple of years ago, which was a big blow. Cause he was, he was my man. He was my, you know, he was my guy, my best friend, but um, I still have Nana and she's next door. She's 82 now
0: <laughs> still kicking <laughs> and ornery. <laughs> Do you want to talk about your mom? Do you want to tell me that story? Oh yeah, I can. Um, she got
1: sick. She she went in for a routine um, nasal drainage and um, the mixture of the anesthesia that they used and the antibiotic that she was on caused her liver to fail. And um, they don't use that anesthesia anymore. It was like, it was a new anesthesia and I guess several people had had issues with it. But um, after that, she had to have three liver transplants and um they just none of them took in fact after the second when she was going in for the second transplant she told my grandma i don't want a third well within 24 hours of her getting her second transplant she started to reject it and so she hadn't woke up yet and uh, my grandma was like no we need more time so they went ahead and did a third liver transplant and she only lasted maybe six months after that and uh she was home for like the last six weeks. She was at home and we all took care of her and we took shifts and everybody took care of her. And so she passed at home, but it was a rough couple of years cause it was about two years worth of back and forth to St. Louis, at Barnes Jewish. And it was rough on my grandparents but they were able to take care of her. So they, you know, they're thankful for that.
0: Yeah. And my
1: grandma was a nurse, so that helped.
0: Wow. So that was from like five to seven. You were helping take care of her when she yeah.
1: was Yeah. We did what we could, you know. We weren't in school a whole lot um during those two years. I oh, what was his name? I just went blank. Uh Greer, Mr. Greer. My sister had Mr. Greer. I remember that because um he did so much for us and our family. And he made sure that my sister and I both had all of our work that they would send it to st louis if needed so uh, one of the doctors up there actually had a an apartment that he rented for us so that we could be there during the long stints and i remember mr greer would make sure that we had all of our work and he would mail it to us and we'd just do our my grandpa would sit down and we'd do our work and we'd mail it back and you know that was in the days before computers so <laughs> But yeah, I remember him because he was such a big help to our family during that time.
0: Yeah. Wow. What was it like to have schoolwork to do during that time with your mom? Was it kind of a welcome distraction and a sense of normalcy?
1: Yeah, it was nice. It was nice to kind of break away. and And my grandpa did everything he could to keep it as normal as he could. He would take us to all the different museums up there and parks. And
0: we did all kinds of stuff. Let's take a break and hear from this week's sponsor. Hey everybody, it's Addie. No new sponsor this week, but I wanted to chime in and tell you about Don't Fear the Death card, my tarot reading and teaching service. Now, I hadn't heard about tarot cards when I was a kid and you might not have either. I thought that they were used for fortune telling, but I came to realize that many people use them to help them process what's going on in their own life right now. In fact, I now see tarot as an important tool for helping me get through the day-to-day, no matter what's happening. If you are curious to learn more, reach out at don'tfearthedeathcard.com. I love doing readings with people, especially if they've never had one and they're just curious to learn more. Do you wanna sponsor an upcoming episode of Class Reunion? Individual and business sponsorships are available at info at this show is definitely a labor of love, but it does cost money to produce. The hosting of the website, putting together the shows takes a lot of time, organizing the Patreons, setting up the sponsorships themselves. It's about two days a week. What does that mean for the future of the show? Well, I've got a few more episodes planned, and then I'll be wrapping up in mid-October. If you'd like to get your business in front of the listeners of this show, email me at info at class each week, I make a donation to a nonprofit of choice selected by the classmate featured in the show. This week, Liz picked For the Kids, which provides clothing and other essentials to foster kids in Barry, Lawrence, and Stone counties. They're hosting a camping and floating trip for foster families on the same weekend as our reunion, and I'm glad that I can throw them a few dollars to help pay for the trip. If you want to show your support for this program, go to patreon.com slash podcast to sign up to become a monthly patron who chips in to help produce the show. Okay, back to Liz. Um, okay, so what do you remember about elementary and middle school? And then we'll talk about high school.
1: Yeah, I remember elementary school because it was all about the spandex.
0: <laughs> like,
1: when we got to wear spandex to school, it was like the coolest thing ever. I don't know why I remember that, but that's what I remember.
0: <laughs> I remember the wind suits. Yes. Up little and then the pants
1: paint splattered shirts and jeans. And I have a picture of me in a pair of jeans and a sweatshirt and it was completely paint splattered. And it was just the coolest thing ever. And I'm just, I look at that now and I'm like, oh my gosh. And my hair, my grandma, I literally had a mullet haircut for the longest time. Like I was like 14 when I finally got to fix my own hair, but she would feather it. And then it was permed in the back. I hated it. It's oh, funny okay. looking back. I laugh, but I was probably younger than fourteen when I changed it. But it
0: feels like it was forever. Where did <laughs> you didn't take scissors yourself to it and cut it off? I thought about it a few times. <laughs> oh man, I have such great memories of that time of being at the roller skating rink or at like when the parade would happen, going down to Hound Dog Days. Or like, oh my gosh to- I wish we still had a Hound Dog Days. Yeah, I loved it, and. and, they- and- football games on Friday nights, even though we weren't mm-hmm. in high school. Yep. And
1: that's actually still a big thing here. Football games on Friday nights. You see kids of all ages walk in the track <laughs> on Friday nights. And I'm like, oh, I remember that. Now I just want to watch the game. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think my entire junior high year, all I wore was boxer shorts and sweatshirts. I don't know what my deal was, but looking back at all the pictures, like I had, I wore boxer shorts and sweatshirts and the scrunchies. I always had a scrunchie.
0: <laughs> i forgot how often we wore boxer shorts i think in public to school yes
1: i don't understand why my grandma let me do it because i look at pictures and i'm like oh my
0: gosh that's so inappropriate but that's what i wore <laughs> well and i'm sure they were picking their battles yeah probably they yeah. everything into a fight yeah
1: yeah that's true <laughs>
0: um okay so then we get into high school your sister had her first probably your freshman year it sounds like was she at high school was she in high school uh
1: no she had actually dropped out already so she had dropped out when she got pregnant and um so yeah i was a freshman when she had austin it was actually during the summer so yeah it was right before i went into my freshman year that she had
0: him that really I'm sure in your mind helps Mark when the start of high school was because yeah, the whole family dynamic changed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was, it was worth it though. I was in California um, the month before she had Austin. I have family out there. So I was out there visiting and I actually had to buy an extra suitcase to come home because I'd bought so much stuff for him <laughs> that we had to buy an extra
0: suitcase to ship it home. Yeah. That's really cute. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we started into high school. Um, did you, do you remember what your first job was? Uh, what kind of extracurricular activities did you get involved with? Yeah, I,
1: my grandparents' cousins owned Dairy Mart, no, not Dairy Mart, Dairy Crest in Marionville. And that was my first job, was working for Uncle Urban <laughs> at Dairy Crest. And it was a blast, I loved it. And then I went to Pizza Hut and I worked there up until I graduated high school because they were really the only ones that would work around my crazy school schedule because yeah. we did i had i was in band i did color guard and um show choir track volleyball a little I'm trying to think what else i did <laughs> i
0: forgot you were in show choir yeah i loved it they don't have it anymore it's so sad they just have regular choir but not kind um, of the regular, theater regular yeah, they don't have anybody to teach it i guess so who was the teacher back then uh
1: mrs lamb was her name she was a tiny petite thing
0: i don't remember her. Also, then i can't we had,
1: then we had mr julian i think my last two years we had mr julian
0: that sounds familiar yes um okay so then you mentioned going to college did you know you were going to go to college was that yeah. up for did your grandparents say you're going, you're not going? Did they encourage you in any way? Oh no, that was in the books. They Well,
1: they encouraged me, but I was always, I'm going to college because I'm going to be a nurse. Oh, can, can you I? say hi? Hi. 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 Oh, can I all the waist
0: Yes. And the bedroom? Yes. Yay! Wrestler. Who's your favorite wrestler? Mm-hmm. Can you help your brother? Ultimate Warrior and Bronze Strowman, Big Show. I really like the big show. I first got introduced oh, to wrestling Dustin who was my boyfriend in high school. Oh, really? <laughs> we would watch Raw. And, it, you know, that was during the Stone Cold Steve Boston era. And it was, my parents did not approve that we were
1: <laughs> That's what we used to watch all the time was Raw. So I'm yeah. like, I love Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid. Of course, he doesn't wrestle anymore. And Asher's like, who's that? I'm like, yes, I'm old we still watch it.
0: (laughs) I I kept up with it for a while. And then I've gotten overwhelmed with, there's so much content. I mean, I I don't know if you remember back in the day, the real world was a big deal and survivor started maybe just as we were graduating reality kind of just at its cusp, but it was so fun just watching hours of VH1, like old videos or I don't know. It was like the golden era of the beginning of cable t- television. So we had like the Discovery Channel and TLC. I loved those. Yeah, yeah, me too. So you knew you wanted to go to college from an early age. You had set your sights on nursing. That transformed into a social work career. Is that kind of the right short of the story? Yeah, yeah. Where did you go? Huh?
1: you up in, in Springfield? Well, I started at uh, Cox College of Nursing, and then when I transferred, I went to Columbia College. I was going to go to Mizzou, but then I was like, Columbia College is, offers the same thing and it's half the price. So <laughs> I went to Columbia College, which is Stevens College now, I guess, But and so that's where I graduated.
0: like being up in Columbia then? Yes, I did. I liked the atmosphere,
1: and um, it's definitely a college town. So when we first moved up there, we got this apartment, which was like, two miles from the Mizzou campus and um, we were on the bottom floor and we learned real quick that it's a college apartment and which would have been fine only we had a four and a six-year-old living with (laughs) us. so I'm like this probably isn't going to work for very
0: long. (laughs) So you and Jeremy had nephews and you were going to college in Columbia getting your nursing degree and then
1: now I'm with Mark. He's okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> how'd,
0: you, how'd you
1: guys meet? Uh, we actually met through a mutual friend of his. Like, um, I just had this couple that was friends of mine, and um, her husband was like, hey, you should meet my friend Mark. And so we were, he and I were just friends for about six months before we actually started dating. So, and people are like, when are you guys going to get married? I'm like, we just had a kid, one step
0: at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's your favorite thing about him?
1: Um, I love how honest he is. He's just very, he's very honest, truthful, down to earth. Like he just, why are you look at me like that, Wyatt? <laughs> My son's like,
0: <laughs> I'm asking the tough questions.
1: No, I I think that's one of my favorite things about him because you know where you stand. There's no BS. It's it is or it isn't. And so I think at first it, that was hard for me to get used to because I'm like, I'm, you know, never met somebody like this before. Almost
0: threw up.
1: He keeps burping.
0: This is what happens when you have all five boys at home. Well, not oh all goodness. not all of them are home though. Okay. Um so the older ones, have they settled? Where are they now?
1: Uh, Dalton lives, uh, with his sister, actually, they have a a house together and, um, he's still going to college and then Ryan marks 19 year old. He actually still lives here. We told him last night, we were like, you can't live here forever, dude, (laughs) but no, he just got himself a job and he's working at Shriver's. And so he's making that money and he likes it. So he doesn't want to spend it on housing he's actually tonight going to buy himself a car so (laughs) he wrecked his back in may and so he's been driving wyatt's truck actually and so tonight
0: he's going to buy himself a new car but he's still at home never a dull moment no never okay so we are coming up on our 20th reunion which i'm so happy is actually going to happen i'm really looking forward to seeing people what Me too. what exactly are going to do? We're still figuring it out. We still have to. But when you look back at the last 20 years, what are some of the moments that come to you that feel like real make or break crossroad moments where you're like, I got to really put on my big girl pants and make some decisions. And, you know, where you really made some decisions that you're really proud of when you look back on the past 20 years. Yeah,
1: well, one of those, Uh, having my nephews come and stay with me. I was 18, so it it was right after I graduated high school. And so I graduated high school in May. Jeremy and I got married in August. And then two months later, I had Austin Austin and Michael were taken into foster care. And so I was like, man, I'm barely 18, but I don't want him to go to a foster home. So uh, they took a chance on us because we were so young and they let us come let them come and stay with us but i think that was one of the big girl panty moves because i was like you know i'm really young and i should be out doing things and exploring the world but here i am taking care of you know two kids i wouldn't change it for the world though because they were always with me anyway so and i absolutely love them like they're my own so i wouldn't change it
0: yeah it influenced even what you decide to do now with your life yeah yeah, and I
1: think I feel like I still use my psychology degree every day with these kids.
0: <laughs> I'm like, now listen. <laughs> Mark always says, "Don't you psychologize me?" <laughs> so you know a lot about psychology. I'm sure you can. You look at you. It seems like you have a realistic relationship and view of your own life and the decisions you made and all that stuff. So tell me about some of the things um, when I ask this question about how has Aurora shaped you? How has living in this town shaped you? What do you, what do you say? I think it has, I feel like I'm pretty
1: well-rounded and I think a lot of that has to do with being in a small town, because growing up, it was way smaller than it is now. And it felt like everybody knew everybody. And so there was that sense of, you know, well, community for one, because everybody, I mean, the tornado for one, when the tornado happened it ripped all through our property it took everything like we were me and um uh, it was jeremy and i and my grandparents and uh it was one of those oh there's a tornado coming where's it at like let's go look because we always had tornado warnings never a tornado so we lived at the back of the property and so by the time we saw the tornado coming we couldn't get out there was no way it was a quarter mile drive to get to the road so we went into my grandparents house got in the bathroom put a mattress over our head and it just ripped through it took everything except the hole that we were in so we got super lucky and but the community I mean they just within an hour so many people were out there from all over town just What do you need checking on us Of course we had we had two driveways that went into our property and they were completely covered with trees, we couldn't get out. And so we had the fire department came out there, the police department just people with random chainsaws so that we could just get out. of our property, but so many people just so many people in the months afterwards coming out just to volunteer to clean up the property just help us pick up trash you know haul off we had boats wrapped around trees we had horse trailers we didn't even know where they came from <laughs> like you know just stuff dropped you know on our property that we had no idea where it had even come from but the community just how fast they came together and how fast they still do like if anybody needs anything you know they're just right i mean everybody's just right there what do you need what can i help you with you know like and so i feel like that's what <laughs> a lot of that's what's made me who i am today cuz I'll do that. Like, what do you need? Like so-and-so's house burned down. Okay. What do you need? Uh, just this last summer, we had, um, a mom, uh, this, I can't think of her name, but her husband died in a car accident. She had five kids at home. And, um, some of them are Wyatt's age. And when I found out about it, I was like, I can't imagine losing my husband, let alone, he was the only moneymaker. She stayed home. I was like, I couldn't imagine. So we went and I'm an extreme couponer. So we went to Dollar General, we loaded up my Suburban as full as we could and took as much stuff as we could over there. And I was like, at least you won't have to worry about this for a little while. Just food that the kids could eat, you know, stuff they could make easy and toilet paper, paper towels, laundry soap, you know, whatever we could. I was like, I can't imagine being where you're at. I didn't even know the lady. I have no idea who she was, but it's crazy how many other people had done that too like had just what do you need I don't know you but please tell me you know and they would just take stuff over and I feel like our community is just there's a lot of people in our community that are like that they just want to help yeah.
0: that trust is baked in in some ways or it's almost like a an unspo- unspoken code yeah yeah Where if you need help I'll help you and if I need help I don't know if I'll ask <laughs> it's taken me a long time to learn how to ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like to ask for help either. (laughs) That is one thing I think about growing up in Aurora that shaped me is that, you know, you're supposed to kind of grin and bear it and not necessarily ask for help. And then, but then everybody's trying to read each other's minds. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's how my grandpa raised me too. We do our own here. We don't ask for help. And so I'm not one to normally ask for help, but I'm you know, I'll be there. What do you need? You know, like, because that's how he was. And so what do you need? What do you need me to do? Just tonight, uh, Wyatt and Braden went over to uh, a house and we were pulling vines. Um, There's this lady that lives there that's uh handicapped and um Wyatt mows her yard and these vines are just taking over her house. And so her neighbor and I had been talking back and forth about what we were going to do. And so tonight the boys went over there and for about an hour they were over there pulling vines and cutting trees and just all kinds of stuff. And it's just, she didn't ask for it. She's not going to, but it's just one of those things like you need it, we're going to do it. Don't worry about it. Like it's just, you know, I know a lot of people in Aurora are, yeah. but there are a lot of people that even if you say, or ask, what do you need, or call me anytime they want. So I just do.
0: Right. That's well, here it you go. So have you, do you feel like you've seen Aurora change at all, or any significant way over the past 20 years? Um, you said it, it feels larger now.
1: It feels way larger than it used to be.
0: There are actually a lot of people I
1: don't know. Of course, it could be because I'm not in school anymore. But, um, you know, growing up, it felt like you knew everybody. Like, I know everybody and everybody's parents and now it's like oh who's that they look new like and so um, but I feel like it is way bigger we have a Taco Bell now <laughs> the Domino's is almost built I love how they have the um, Aurora beautification product project and um, people will come together and they tear down all the houses and they'll clean up yards and and so it just seems like everything's they want you know they're trying they're trying we've gotten some of the older people out of city council so that helps
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was going to ask if you thought about getting involved in city council i know that you said you have a friend who's on the chamber too what have you learned through her just about the inner workings of the city i think it's a lot easier for people to think they know how to run a town and then it's like well what are you going to do about it like are you going to help run the town no <laughs> well, listen, i was telling you uh, I, out all that are there some uh, events or projects in it like you mentioned the uh, aurora beautification it's called the aurora beautification project is that yeah um are there is there anything else like that that comes to mind that you're particularly proud of that you're that aurora's doing the
1: uh the methodist church here in town always puts on a big um i can't even think of what they call it for christmas every year they have a big a big thing and they have um families from all over that come and they they you have to fill out like an application type thing and um for gifts
0: uh, know what it's called it's like a secret it's for christmas. Thing or yeah a, a, to help families like help them yeah with christmas. for christmas
1: yeah and so uh every year me and the boys volunteer and we'll go down of course we've adopt a couple of families and then but what I really like about it is people I mean all kinds of people will come and they help uh, sort everything and then like pickup day there's all kinds of volunteers that come in and um, you get to see the families come in and pick up their stuff and it's not wrapped or anything but just so many people get involved in that and it's so awesome to see all of the people that that volunteer and that give, you know? And so that's one of, I like that part also. That's one of my favorite things.
0: Do you guys, do you have a church home in Aurora? Is that part of your life? Uh, you know, we are spirituality grown over the past two decades?
1: It's, it's, it's definitely changed because growing up, we were at church anytime the doors were open. And I was actually like that up until Jeremy and I got divorced and, um the church that i was attending at the time there was a lot of judgmental people there and that really hurt my feelings because i was like i don't understand you know like i actually had a lady give me a book and said read this before you decide to get divorced i said okay so i did i read it and i gave it back to her and she said well what did you think and i said well since one of the sins is uh infidelity I feel like that I'm allowed to get divorced based on that and she just kind of looked at me and I was like I mean but there were so many judgmental people that that were at that specific church when that happened and I'd been going to that church for like seven years like involved in everything and all of a sudden I couldn't teach the teenage class anymore because I was not a very good influence because I was going through a divorce I mean it was just like so everything changed for me after that, and I didn't go to church for probably four years because I was just like, "Really? Like, are people really like this? Like?" And so then it was, you know. But we do have a church home now. Uh, we go to the First Baptist Church, and I, we really like it.
0: We like it a lot. I think we had our baccalaureate. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. I had never I actually got there. married there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful church it is it really is um do you and jeremy have a good co-parenting relationship
1: we really do we get along really well it's like why quiet shaking his head, yes <laughs> we do get along really well he and i could we talk about anything and everything and you know when it comes to the boys we're usually in agreement with everything so we get along really well
0: so important my ex and i are in the same boat I feel like that's one thing that we're doing differently. So maybe this can be the last question. So we had a lot of great things about our childhood growing up, a lot of really idyllic things where you could play for eight hours a day outside with no shoes on and bottle rockets and nobody cared. Yeah. (laughs) But we're also getting to do some things differently now as adults, because now we're the ones making the world. I mean, look, we're almost going to be 40. We're like in our careers. We're in our communities we have our families established. What are the things that you feel like you're trying to do to leave an even better impact on the community?
1: Well, for one, the volunteer work that we do, and I'm trying to instill that in the boys and they, you know, they complain sometimes, (laughs) but a lot of the times, uh, they're really good about just jumping in and doing I'm like okay this is what we're doing and they're really good about just jumping in and doing it and so I'm trying to do that just to well for one to set an example for the boys but also to try to make our community better because the more people that do it the more people that are going to volunteer so
0: yeah Well, my children and just you living your truth, too. I feel like divorce wasn't as common or if it was, it was really shamed when we were younger. Like, yeah, yeah, people stayed in unhappy marriages for a long time and having a blended family, there was just this taboo about it. And now I feel like that's one way that we're rewriting the story is, hey, we get to make decisions for ourselves that are good for us as women. Yes, because that is also how we create an environment for our kids that is going to allow them to thrive right about that
1: oh yeah I totally agree because when like I said when I was getting a divorce it was like so many judgmental people come out of the woodwork and I'm like do I even know you (laughs) well
0: in the backwards thinking I mean I I end up talking about this a lot but like just like queer families, like when we were growing up, there was just a, you know, a couple of like cross-dressing men that, but that was really, it was just really limited in scope. And so it's, it's nice that it seems like there are more, just more types of ways that you can be. Oh yeah. And even if there are some people who are judgy, they're not going to let you around forever.
1: No, they're not. It took me a long time after the divorce because I was always a go with the flow You know, I did my volunteer work, I was at the church, I was like the model citizen, you know, and and after the divorce and, you know, seeing all that stuff unfold, it really changed me because it was like, my eyes were finally opened, like I was totally blinded to everything. And then I got divorced and it was just like, wow, like, okay, so this isn't cut and dry, it's not black and white, like, and then I met Mark. And Mark grew up totally different from me. And he's raised himself basically since he was 16, and he's, you know, he's an extremely hard worker. And so, when I met him, it was—it took me a couple of years to get used to him because I was like, I just don't, you know, like, and I would get my feelings hurt easy. And why doesn't this person like me? You know, and what did I do? And it took me a couple of years, but I think the divorce was like the starting point and me seeing how some people really truly are and so i am a completely different person than i was 10 years ago but i wouldn't change that either like i like who i am now mostly because my eyes are open and i can see you know everything that's and
0: Brain.
1: mark helped me through a lot of that because he was like
0: why are you so naive and i'm like i didn't know i was <laughs> Well, women are just conditioned for the people pleasing and the the caretaking.
1: The,
0: I mean, listen, I can take offense like a professional. Yeah, like it's my job. Yeah, these two. My you job. <laughs> Don't you see? But, but that was. This is. You know, we were all doing the best that we could when we were kind of practicing what out. What strikes me about high school is we were practicing how to be adults. At yeah. The, is seven, this one eight. And we are gonna make mistakes and not do it perfectly and hopefully keep the good stuff and let the bad stuff shake out, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll see you at the end of September. Yes, I'm looking forward to it, I'm excited. Okay, good, we'll figure out what we're doing between now and then. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Liz. All right, thank you. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Thanks, Liz, for being on the show. Thanks to patrons who've signed up to throw in a few bucks each month to support Class Reunion the Podcast. That includes Candice, Travis, Chris, and Abby. Thanks for your support. You can sign up at patreon.com slash class reunion podcast. Thanks to this week's sponsor, Don't Fear the Death Card, my ancestral healing and tarot business. If all this talk about nostalgia and family histories piques your interest, come follow me at Don't Fear the Death Card on Instagram to learn more. Lastly, if you are a member of the class of 2001, head over to Facebook to join our class group, where we are sharing information about the upcoming reunion taking place September 24th and 25th in Aurora. Reach out if you have questions, and we'd love to see you there. That's it for this week's episode. This show is written and produced by me, Addie Broyles. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next week.